Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello, and welcome to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast that hopefully this week has an introduction. I hope so. So, right. <laughs> I'm I'm hiring next week. I'm going to hire someone to do this properly. Cause... Good, because I've not been getting paid to do this. If you're <laughs> going to pay someone to do it, I've been doing this for 38 Phil's... episodes and I've not been paid once. He's lost the outro. He forgot to put the intro in, so all of you felt really confused last week when there was a silent minute at the beginning of the podcast. Do you know what was brilliant? It had, I don't even know how many downloads it was. It had quite a lot of downloads before somebody <laughs> went. Anybody else is silent for the first minute. I was like... Why, why could it, like no one else has mentioned it so surely it's just like someone's like Apple yeah they got put in the like whatsapp group didn't it and yeah. then there was about 10 people who were like yeah no me too i've been i was wondering like one person didn't they say they'd tried the headphones a million yeah. times because he thought yeah. it was the headphones i actually did that one still was confusing lots of people so if he got you last week we apologize i remember once having this was about i don't even know if the person who was on the call is currently listening <laughs> but i had a consultation call with someone about three months ago and she got onto the, and like we all know the issues with the Zoom and stuff like it's just a nightmare. It's just hard work. Like we've been using Zoom for a couple of years now, and I'm pretty sure I've still not got the hang of it. Like ninety nine percent sure I'm still confused by it. But the person like we've never spoke before, so obviously it's like icebreakers to start with. You never know whether you're gonna gel with that person. It could be awkward. But anyway, she got onto the other end of the call and couldn't hear a word she was saying. I just couldn't hear, and I was like, oh, you know. I've, it must be you like I've got everything turned up I was checking a couple of things I was like oh it can't be me so she was like oh she typed in the chat I think it's my headphones so she went and got some other headphones she was like started speaking I could see that she was saying can you hear me now and I was like nope still can't hear a word I was like can you hear me and I could see her mouthing yeah I can hear you but I don't know what's wrong so she went and got a third pair of headphones so she already had one on got a second pair she got a third pair of headphones until I realised my laptop was connected to my Bluetooth headphones that I didn't actually have in my ears. So everything was fine. It was technically my fault. And she'd been running around the house for nearly 10 minutes, by the way. <laughs> that was my fault. So if you are listening, apologies. Um, Let's try and not do it again this weekend. I think what we've learned is I'm pretty rubbish with technology for someone who has a job that is online. Yeah. You'd think I'd be better, wouldn't you? Why? I mean, it is strange in that I'm probably the one who's best with technology and you're the one in charge of the podcast. I know, yeah, why don't you start doing it? Why no, am I in charge of this? I'd have to learn how to do it then. I can't be bothered. <laughs> well, clearly, so do I. <laughs> do you know what's the worst thing as well? The muting situation was technically your idea. Because you said to me, make sure you mute that. Because... Yeah, because one week when we were recording, it started playing the outro when we were still speaking. Yeah, so I got rid of the outro, now that's gone. <laughs> and then I muted the intro, and then I keep forgetting to unmute it. So what I've done is I've start. No one cares about this, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Started the actual <laughs> recording a little bit later on, so that it doesn't overlap the intro. Told you you didn't care. And now <laughs> it won't overlap, so you don't hear the intro until hopefully. I should have already heard it. And if you've not, I've messed up again, haven't I? So 
Fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens, eh? Let's hope there's no confusion this week. Mm. Anyway, this week. Uh, ironically enough. Hey, guess what we did last night? We went to some yes, comedy. Oh, right. Live comedy. Oh, it was mad, wasn't it? We went out. Oh, it was so lovely to just sit and listen to live comedy again. We actually went out. Oh, it was lovely. It was in a Mid-week place. Midweek as well, it felt very naughty. Room. I don't know, what, was it Wednesday? Yeah, it was a Wednesday. Wednesday, we didn't have a drink. Oh, you had a glass of red, didn't you? A glass of red. Jen's a red wine drinking, aren't you? Yeah, it went right to my head that day. <laughs> she had one glass of red, she was on the own, she was absolutely hammered. She's oh, like, I think I'm drunk, I think I'm drunk, Phil. Slurring her words. It did go to my head, though, I wasn't yeah, drunk. <laughs> she's slurring her words. I did ask for a small and she gave me a large, to be fair. Yeah, we knew that when the price came. I know. <laughs> Seven quid for a small glass of wine, I was like, could have got a bottle and smuggled that in. <laughs> No, we shouldn't say that. We know pubs and stuff have struggled over the past 12 months. We would never smuggle a bottle of wine into a pub, ever. Wouldn't have done it before the pandemic, actually. I'm too scared to do things like that. (laughs) But this week, we are talking about failure. And not just me failing to upload a podcast properly. We're talking about failure. That is really apt, isn't it? It is. Very apt. It really is apt to start the podcast. What does apt mean? Is it short for appropriate? I don't know, actually. Like, really. That's what it means, I think. It's, like, really appropriate for the moment. I like that shortened version. I don't know if that's what it is, though. Yeah, but you've got to remember that now in my head, that's what it means. I'm never going to change that belief. Someone actually, I can't remember who it was. Someone sent me a message saying something about me not remembering words. And then I forgot to tell you this and followed it up with, I was surprised because it's usually Phil. Brilliant. (laughs) Fantastic. I can't remember who that was, but it really made me laugh. It was a few weeks ago. Because it's true. That's why it's insulting. Because it's factual. (laughs) so bad with words it's horrendous you've got better now you're reading I have do you know what if anybody struggles with words read it's made honestly it's changed my life it genuinely has like obviously you have to be interested in the book as well but I've found that I am now better at speaking and being able to vocalise what I want to say just because I know a few more words (laughs) I'm thinking earlier you about 10 before I started reading so it's quite difficult to have a conversation when you're like food walk gym Food. Like, I didn't really have much else about me, did I? Yeah. Um, I feel like this podcast really embodies our beliefs about failure. Does it? Yeah. Why? Because I feel like we mess up loads recording this podcast. Oh, and we never cut any of it out. Oh, never. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not clever enough to do it. Like, I'm not about the... I mean, I could. I do know how to, like, split bits out, but... Do you really, like, literally, I'm asking you now, listener, do you care that much? Are you that bothered? Would you rather just listen to us waffle on, or you really want, like, the edited version? Please don't say the second one, because I'm not doing it. <laughs> I ain't doing it. I'm not the ability. Well, I, I do not. I'm just not doing it. All right. Stop making excuses myself. It ain't happening. Zero editing is being done. You're getting it as it is said, basically. There we go. Done. Words from Phil. Decision made. Have you got any more of those words? Yes. <laughs> Failure. That's what we're talking about this week. Should we start talking about what this podcast is about? Yeah. We've done a lot of waffling, haven't we? Yeah. Lots of waffling. So, failure. You might have failed in the past. Have you ever failed before, Jen? Yes. Literally every day at something. Absolutely. And I think I had this struggle for a lot of years in that I used to believe that failure was a very bad thing. It was a wrong thing. It was a terrible thing. And you should never fail. And that it should never happen because we should always just succeed with whatever we do and Moving forwards, we should always achieve, 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 progress, win, succeed. Whatever it looks like to you, that failure shouldn't happen. And I think what's happened is, unfortunately, and I, I do partly blame this, I'll put this down to social media because I know a lot of people don't talk about the failures. Um, people have started to believe that failure doesn't happen to people. So mm-hmm. when it does happen to them, it's like, oh my God, I failed. Like, it's terrible. This doesn't happen to anybody else. Like, it's such a bad thing. It's awful. I like, can't believe I failed. But in reality, 
it literally happens to every single one of us every single day. And I would argue it probably happens more frequently than you'd realise, mm. dependent on how we frame failure. But I think we've all just been, I guess, thrown into this world where everybody just sees everybody as a successful person and that everything that everybody else does is successful, whereas we're the only one that's failing and we're the only one that's mm. doing something wrong. But in reality, it just definitely isn't the case, is it's it? It's just normal, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's really normal to feel like you failed at something. 100%. And I think what we can do as humans is start to get comfortable with that feeling. Absolutely. Because I think if we can get comfortable with those feeling of failure, it's going to allow us to learn and grow from our experiences. And it's not easy, but if you can work through that and work through that mindset that's holding you back, it's really rewarding and and we may have talked about this before on the podcast of this whole idea of like fix and growth mindset mm-hmm. a fixed mindset is being very kind of uh, like insular on in your beliefs like you, you don't believe you can change you don't believe you can grow you kind of believe that who you are now is who you will always be and the beliefs that you have now is who what you will always believe whereas a growth mindset is, is to do with this idea that you're um open to expanding knowing there's always room to learn new things learn things about yourself change things about yourself and it's something that I used to really encourage this with kids like I know it sounds really bonkers but the kids would like be desperate to get like all ticks on the page and I said to them like why like my my goal as a teacher or was as a teacher was to make sure that kids didn't have ticks all on that page because if they had ticks all that page, for one, it means they're not being challenged enough because it's too easy. <laughs> and for two, it means they don't get comfortable with that feeling of failure because w- there's this expectation, I think, that every- everything has to be right all the time and we have to do everything well. And if we don't do something well, then that's a reflection on us as a human. And if we can learn to move away from that and understand that actually we grow more as a human if we allow ourselves to have these experiences where we do fail then we're able to keep developing for for the whole of our lives and and I think it's a really important lesson and it ties in with kind of uh, the perfectionism thing that we've talked about in the past and this idea that everything has to be just so Mm -hmm. um, otherwise it's a failure but We'll talk a little bit more about that. Absolutely. I think, to be honest with you, I had a very, and obviously Jen knows this, I had a very similar conversation with my coach yesterday about this because, um, as most people listening probably know, I'm training for a triathlon at the minute, and yesterday I went to do one of the planned swims. And in theory, on paper, I failed because I didn't achieve what the session set out to achieve. And I was actually, I'm not going to lie to you, I was really disappointed and I was quite frustrated internally. Like, in my head, I was like, why have I not been able to do that? Why have I not been able to achieve it? you know, this is all he asked me to do and I didn't have the ability to do it. I've not quite got my swimming technique right. It's not good enough. And I've got a triathlon in 12 weeks. So, it, you know, it felt a little bit more pressure. There's a deadline on it. And I was just like, it was just a bit annoying. But then as I internalized it and had the conversation with my coach, we both realized that, well, what difference does it make that I failed? That's relevant. We both just agreed, well, we know where you're at right now. We know what you can do right now. So that just means now we just have to be really open and honest and communicate with each other over the next 12 weeks about how I am progressing. Because I'm going to get better over the next 12 weeks. I'm not going to get worse at swimming over the next 12 weeks if I swim twice a week, every week. I'm going to get better. But the rate of progression might change. So it's just about understanding and actually welcoming failure. 
Because if yesterday never happened, if I hadn't have failed yesterday at that swim, or if I hadn't have not achieved what I set out to achieve, then I would never really know where I'm at. Because like Jen said about, you know, children and her pupils and making sure that there was some crosses on the page, it gives you more of a perspective as where you're at. If you get 10 out of 10, you don't know how good you are. You just know you know how to answer those Mm -hmm. 10 questions. If I complete that swim, I don't know how good I am. I just know that I can complete that swim. But by failing, it allowed me to then push that boundary. As Jen said, I got uncomfortable with that and went, well, actually, I know where I'm at now. I know what I can achieve, which means I now know what I need to do next. And I think ultimately it was it was only me that had created that boundary for what failure actually is. And we all do that. We create an idea of what we should do and what we should be able to achieve. And ultimately, when we, you know, if we take a big group of people, what one person would see as like a real big, you know, sort of horrendous failure, somebody else would be like, well, that's success for me. So again, using the same example yesterday, the distance that I swam yesterday, for me, felt like failure because I didn't achieve what I wanted to. For someone else who is scared of getting in a swimming pool, that would be the most incredible thing they've Mm -hmm. probably ever achieved. So that bout, you know, success and failure isn't, it's not defined by a specific thing. It's defined by what we think our boundaries are. Mm -hmm. But what's really important is that that boundary can, will and should change. So as I get better at swimming, what success looks like is probably going to grow. Because right now, my inability to do six times 100 metres, I'm hoping in 12 weeks' time, is a completely different boundary. I hope it's the fact that doing a 1.5 kilometre swim is really difficult because that's what I've got to do in 12 <laughs> weeks' time. If in 12 weeks' time, my, my, uh, my limit is six times 100 metres, I'm not going to do very well at the triathlon. So yeah. I need that to grow. I need that to change. I need failure to move to a different level. But it still exists. It doesn't disappear because now I can then still challenge myself but at a higher level. At that point in 12 weeks, a two and a half kilometre swim might be failure. Yeah, and I think you said a really nice point in there in that idea that failure is just a, a, an eye-opener and a reflection of where we're at now. And it gives us that kind of anchor point for okay this is where I'm at now and it then allows us to change those barometers of what success is based on that for next week and, and, and next time whatever it is that you may be challenge, challenging yourself with so if you know that you failed at x this week then you know that's where you're at right now and therefore you can manage your expectations for the next time you do it or the next week that you do it or the next day that you do it because you're able to then just push it up a little bit rather than I think I think this is where it is so it's, it's about not just taking that failure and seeing it as a failure but actually going okay this is information I can use and we say this a lot to clients it's not just going oh okay I failed I accept that and move on yeah to an extent on you one also, side of it, yeah, yeah, yeah you also need to look at it and learn from it not just move on and forget that it ever happened so you need to go okay so this is where I'm at in this moment. How can I now progress from this moment? What can I do that's going to move it? And that that level of success is going to change for you potentially each week. Like failure isn't going to look the same. Success isn't going to look the same at different days, hours, points of our day. Like as life changes, we can be flexible with those boundaries and those expectations of ourselves. But we need to be really aware of where we're falling back first before we're able to set these expectations. And I think what a lot of people do is they fail, they beat themselves up for failing, and then they try and do the same thing that again that they failed at. But you've just failed at that 
so why are you doing it again? And that's probably the case of it happening and you moving on without actually learning from it. It's an interesting point, Max. You've just described kind of like two ends of the spectrum, haven't we? It's like when somebody fails at something, you often you'll you'll either go one end or the other. You'll either go, right, well, draw a line under it, forget about it, move on, as if nothing's happened. Or you'll go, oh my God, I'm a horrendous person. You'll become incredibly self-critical. You'll beat yourself up. You'll feel guilty. And it's like, well, do neither of those things. Like you don't need to just draw a line under it and pretend it's never happened, mm-hmm. but you also don't need to treat yourself like a piece of crap. You want to kind of meet in the middle and go, right. And I, honestly, I think me and Jen would agree on this. The best way to approach this situation is to go, yeah, look, failed with that. That's all right. It's not the end of the world. I'm not an idiot. I'm not lazy. I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. It just didn't quite work out. But in a non-judgmental way, ask yourself why. Why did I fail? What happened? What was the reason in which I didn't manage to succeed with X, Y, and Z, wherever it might be? You mm. learn then, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And do you know what? It's really interesting. Phil just said something there that really resonated with me, like... It's really interesting what we see as humans as failure. So, for example, I used to drop something on the floor and call myself an idiot. Mm. Because in my head, I was failing in some way. There was some subconscious thing going on in my head where I was speaking horribly to myself purely because I dropped something on the floor. Like, that that in my head was something I, I had done wrong. I had I'd failed. So I called myself, oh, you're such an idiot. I can't believe you've just done that again. Like, because I'm clumsy. Whereas now, I don't say that, but for a really long time, I would out loud, you heard me doing this. I'd go, oh, Jen, you're such an idiot. And then I'd go, no, you're not an idiot. You literally just dropped a plate. You're not an idiot. And like, I have that conversation out loud, don't I now? Whereas... Relevant as well, because you dropped two balls. I did. I think that's what popped it into my head. Mm. And literally, so I've gone from doing something like that, calling myself an idiot, doing something like that, calling myself an idiot, and then calling myself out on that and saying, you're not an idiot. And then yesterday I dropped the balls and I just went, oops. Mm. Like, I literally had no thoughts around it other than, oh, I just dropped a ball. And this might sound really trivial, but that's where it starts, that self-talk. Because when we talk about things like, you know, all the different weight loss and eating less and all those other things like that where you're probably incredibly self-critical, it's probably quite difficult to start there. Yeah. Because it's so, at the moment, if we're 100% honest, it might be so common, it might be happening quite a lot. Mm. So the ability to, you know, catch yourself doing it is probably more common, but the ability to have that argument with yourself, which is what Jen was doing, is so tough. So being able to do it with other things within your life is only going to allow you to reinforce, yes, I should be having this conversation. Like, I think a lot of people think they're wrong because they have to have that conversation. Mm. They're like, well, I shouldn't have to tell myself that I'm not an idiot. Well, no, you do. Like, right now you do. That's a normal thing to do. That's It's okay to have that conversation. I think when you normalise that, and hopefully through listening to this episode, you've been able to understand that failure is absolutely okay. It's part of life. It happens to every single one of us. That's allowed you to also normalise that if you do drop a plate and call yourself an idiot, it's absolutely okay for you to go, no, you're not an idiot. You're not an idiot. You've literally dropped a plate. Because as Jen said, the next step, whether it's in six months, six years, whatever it is, is for you to drop a plate and go, oops. Yeah. And that's it. And that's where you then start to learn and develop that failure is all right. And you're allowed to drop a plate without telling yourself that you're an idiot. But you're also allowed to have 2,000 calories instead of 1,600 without calling yourself fat or greedy or lazy. Yeah. You're also allowed to miss a workout without going, oh my God, I'm so lazy. I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. I can't believe I missed that workout. But it starts with the smaller things. Mm-hmm. And it starts by building that ability to do it and then having the ability to do it more consistently that allows you to not fear failure anymore. Yeah. And I, th- I think that is a big part. I think a lot of the time that fear of failure holds us back from doing things. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas actually, 
if we can start to move through some of those kind of a lot of the time anxious thoughts those kind of thinking patterns that like phil said starting really small and if we can start to challenge some of those things and and ask ourselves this question like this is a question that i live in like if i'm fearing a situation and fearing what could go wrong or fearing how it might turn out and whether I'll maybe make a fool of myself or I'll not achieve what I want to achieve, I just ask myself what's the worst that could happen. And it's a really, really powerful question to live by. And if you are in a situation where you're like, like, I don't want to do this in case it doesn't work or in case I get it wrong again or whatever it may be, just ask yourself what's the worst that could happen. Like literally imagine the absolute worst case scenario in that situation. And a lot of the time it kind of really grounds you in that even if it went horribly wrong, like that actual worst situation isn't actually that bad. And something that I took from Stephen Bartlett that he wrote on, I don't actually know if I listened to it in a podcast or he put it on social media, but he said something along the lines of 1% of worst case scenarios happen. So even when you're thinking of that worst case scenario, think back to all the different things you've done ever. And think about like how many times does the absolute worst case scenario happen? It's very rarely. It's very, yeah. It might be some. It might not be success. You might not have achieved what you wanted to achieve. But like, without going on a very dark direction, like worst case scenario for me in that swim wasn't me not getting to the other side. It was me physically drowning, wasn't it? That's yeah. the worst case scenario I drowned. Like, well, I wasn't even close to that. I was a million miles. I was absolutely fine. Like, I can literally put my feet on the floor. Yeah. So like, if I get to one end. And I know in my head that to hit my target, I need to get to the other end. I need to do another 25 metres, but I'm literally so, so, so physically tired. I'm like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Well, it's not drowning because I can literally put my feet on the floor. The worst that can happen is I get halfway there and I have to stop. Yeah. Wow. Like, like, is that re- like in the grand scheme of things, oh, you have to put your feet on the floor, Phil. Flipping heck. Like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. We're good to go. Just crack on, Phil. Get to the other end. You'll be all right. And if you're not, put your feet on the floor. Yeah, I think, do you know what? I think that's the first podcast we've done in ages where we just, like, said stuff. No, we've done it in every episode. There's no, no episode where we've not said stuff. No, well, I like, hope not, anyway, because we've 38 episodes. We just in. talked about failure for, like, a solid, like, 10, 15 minutes, though, without, like, throwing some stupid comment in the middle of it, I think. That's good, isn't it? I think that's a record. Is it? I think someone should record World this. Record. Do you? Yeah. Fantastic. Someone record this. Get it on. What do you get them on? Like Apple and that. Just put them on there. See if someone will listen to us. Do you reckon anybody will? Yeah, there's a fair few people listening to us. Yeah, there is. You're our legends. We love you all. You're all fantastic human beings and we appreciate you so, so, so much. So, so, so. Triple so. So, so. Right. Well, we absolutely smashed it. We talked about failure and like I said before, hopefully that's just given you a little bit of an insight into fact. I mean, you probably knew anyway, me and Jen fail quite a lot. It's not exactly new information, is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't put an intro on last week's podcast for a start. Uh, um, but hopefully that's just given you a little bit of a bit of freedom to go actually do you know what I can crack on with some stuff and it doesn't really matter if I fail genuinely as well like in the past I would have lost my brain with Phil at that I would have shouted at him and been mm. like how could you do that how could you be so stupid like we look so unprofessional mm. and like literally when he told me I laughed because yeah, I was just like well what am I going to do about it now yeah, out <laughs> there in the world yeah, it's done now isn't it <laughs> like, it's massive I mean to be fair I could delete it and re-upload it if I wanted yeah, but... Don't know how to do that, so I'm not going to. <laughs> I don't have a clue. And also people have listened to it now and they've figured it out, so, like, it's fine. Do you know what's funny? If we get to, like, episode, let's say, like, 600, and, like, we've got to a point where we've got, like, somebody who's actually editing and doing podcasts, and, like, Imagine. someone one day 
he's like, oh, no, I've never heard of Phil and Jen and the Flynn of Vermont's there. So, oh, they're on episode 600. I'll give that a listen. So they go to episode 600 and they're like, wow, this podcast is really good. <laughs> I'm going to start from the beginning. They'll have a shock. <laughs> they're like, well, things have improved already. Yeah, I don't think we've got 600 more things to talk about. I have. Have you? Mm. Does anybody want us to talk about anything specific? We've never asked that, have we? I mean, you said you you were stuck at like episode three, so I think we're, we're no doing all right. No, I wasn't. You over-exaggerator. Ten. If you want us to talk about anything, then let us know because we love an idea. Oh, we do. We love, I mean, we love having them, but we love it when people give us ideas as well. As you can probably note, because half the podcast is decided by the viewers on the spot and the Yeah, speaking right? of on the spot, should we do that now? Oh, let's do it. Put me on the spot, Jen. Okay. Do you know what I think we need? What? An on the spot jingle and a learn it. Oh, no, we don't, because then I'd have to input them and I don't know how to edit and stuff. Stop yeah. making it more complicated than it needs to be, Phil. No, don't do that. Stop it. Okay, this is a good one. They're all good ones. Yeah, okay. So this one's from Becca Rayleigh. Oh no. <laughs> Would you rather have what's it for fingers or spaghetti for teeth? Spaghetti for teeth, 100%. Spaghetti tastes well, good in my mouth all the time. No, you can't eat it because it's your teeth. Yeah, but I can taste it and that's what matters. I'm <laughs> just licking the spaghetti. Mm-hmm. No, that's what, plain spaghetti? Oh yeah, I was thinking of like bolognese. Do you think it'd be dried or cooked? It'd have to be dried or you wouldn't be able to eat anything. And also, if I've got what's it for fingers, I'll be able to pick up food to put it in my mouth. Interesting thought. Do you think that the spaghetti space out, or do you think you have, like, up to, like, 100 tiny little bits of spaghetti so that you have, like, a row of tiny little teeth? Oh, did you say spaghetti or pasta? Spaghetti. Oh, right. So I thought I could choose the type of pasta. I have, like, one big lasagna sheet. (laughs) I look like a beaver. Spaghetti. Brittle spaghetti is very brittle as well. And this would have to be eaten so carefully, wouldn't it? Mm. And then if you went swimming, <laughs> it might cook it. That's true. I'd have to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and then you'd get a floppy teeth. You'd have floppy teeth. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to go and sit in the freezer when I got home, still hadn't it? <gasps> but to be fair, though, if I had what's it's for fingers, I wouldn't be able to pick anything up anyway. And I'd, I'll be honest, I'm 30, I'd have eaten my fingers by now. <laughs> I wouldn't have got up to 30 with what's it fingers, I can assure you. They'd have been gone. Imagine all the um, what's it crumbs that would fall off everywhere as well. Would they? The though? cheesy trail that you'd leave behind because it's got like that cheesy powder on, hasn't it? The cheesy trail you would leave behind. And as much as I love a what's it, mm. the smell of a what's it when you open the bag of what's it isn't the best, is, is it? it? Not? I don't think I can remember. I've not had a what's it in a. I brought you some what's it's only the week, didn't I? You did. Can we talk about the fact that, like, in no shops ever anymore do they do anything other than a grab bag? Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it's it? It's insane. Like, genuinely, love some crisps. Usually go for the pop chips, which thankfully they're still doing in normal bag sizes, but it mm. seems to be the only crisp packet that is. But if I ever just want, like, a normal packet of crisps, you have to, like, get the giant one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't want the giant one. No, give me a smaller bag of crisps, please. Yeah, I just want, like, a bog standard size packet of crisps. Because if you're listening... Walkers, if you're listening, Gary Lineker. And Ga- Gary, imagine if Gary Lineker was listening. I mean, he's posted the Euros, he should be busier. Like, <laughs> he should be doing summer. There's a few games this week. I just think that just bring back the standard bag of crisps. Do you know what I mean? Why do you think they changed it? I think it was outcry from people saying there's not enough crisps in these bags. Do you know what I think they've done? What? I reckon, you know how, like, when people get bags of crisps, and you might have seen photos of it online where they're like, oh my god, is this all the crisps I got? And they've opened the bag and there's like seven crisps yeah. at the bottom of it. I reckon what they've done is they've turned everything into a grab bag so they can put the price up. 
But now what they do is they just give you a, the amount of crisps you should have got in a normal size bag. But just in a bigger bag so it still looks like you've not got anything. Playing with our heads. They're getting into our minds, yeah. don't know. I'm just going to stick to my pop chips. What's your favourite flavour of pop chips? Well, it depends. Sometimes I'm in the mood for salt and vinegar. Sometimes I'm in the mood for barbecue. I like a sour cream and chive. See, no. You just like sour cream and chive stuff though, don't you? Everything. Like if you could have anything. What's your favourite flavour in the world? No, flavour. Flavour? Just anything. No, that's too much. Well, it's bread a flavour. Yes. <laughs> it's a flavour, yeah. But you've got to remember there's lots of flavours of bread. so. Oh, but I just like flavour of bread. No, you like smell of bread. And flavour. We, we were ranking smells today, we're, yesterday, exactly. weren't we? Yeah. I said top smell, in order, bread, coffee, chocolate. Mm. I said bread, coffee. No, I said coffee, bread, curry. Ew. Like curry. That's literally the bottom of my list. Yeah, because you don't like it curry. It makes me heave. Yeah, but if you've ever smelled chocolate, it doesn't actually smell that good. Right. Well, yeah. well I'll knock chocolate off the bottom. Because you do make a good point. It doesn't smell that good. No, it smells do you know what else is at the bottom of um, my list? Balsamic vinegar. Yeah, I once right. nearly left Frankie and Benny's because someone smashed a bottle of balsamic vinegar and I couldn't handle the smell of it. Really? I was nearly sick. Oh. I was like, oh, oh and yoghurt. Yoghurt also have been like sick yogurt, because of the smell of yoghurt. Like I've fruits. got some... I get really repulsed by smells, don't I? You do? I, like, I've got a real sensory problem. Like, I get repulsed by smells and repulsed by textures. Which Hence is weird why. for someone that absolutely stinks. Oh, Phil! <laughs> <laughs> I think I just forgot we're on a podcast for a minute, then. Yeah, there's a microphone there. Genuinely, I got real... Big, I'm really, massive, huge thing on the table there. It's bigger than anything else. I'm really room. hungry and just went off on a right tangent then. It started at what's, after, what's it's and really carried away with it because I'm so hungry. Nice one, Becca. We're having an early dinner now. No, oh, no. Have a protein bar when we're done. We will. If you love a protein bar and you've not had full fill, oh. <laughs> full fill. <laughs> you want to make a joke about you? All of me. Phil isn't full right now, so not. we've not got a full fill yet. But I will be full fill when I've had a full fill. <laughs> That's what they should call them. They just call them full Don't, fill, don't enter gen. that on, on the Learn It or Burn It section, please. Full gen. I'm going to put a big marker pen on all the chocolate ones that you like. <laughs> call them full gen. Oh my goodness, let's go and do that when we're finished. Okay. As you can see, we've got a busy afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Learn It or Burn It. I'm going to do that. That's going to be the teaser for the podcast. Is it? Yeah. Fantastic. We've never done a teaser before. Um, glad we're starting doing it this week. and probably ending doing it this week. We'll probably never do it again. Because like Jen, like I edit the podcast every week, Jen just randomly throws things in like, I'm going to do a teaser this week. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh my goodness, I'm so hungry. Can we learn it or burn it then yeah. and go and have some dinner? Yeah, go on. Or dinner? A full, or a full gen. I'm sorry, but it's 20 to 11 and Phil wants dinner. I mean, you've just spent the last 20 minutes talking about bread, chocolate, crisps, curry. We're going to say Sour cream. <laughs> Close on dinner. Right, anyway. Why do I have to have dinner at dinner time? I can't have it when I want it. I'm an adult. You have dinner at 20 to 11 if you want. Thanks. Well, I can't because I've got to learn how to burn it first. Okay, go on. It's a short one. Okay, go on. It's from Chelsea. Of course it is. Chelsea fueling this section of the podcast solely on herself, by herself. Learn it or burn it with Chelsea, me. Right. To be fair, she has set a standard quite high. And this is, by the way, taking it to another level. This is brilliant. I generally... Do I need to stand at the other side of the room in case I laugh because I feel like I'm breaking people's eardrums? <laughs> no, it's fine, don't worry. People enjoy it. I literally burst out laughing though. You know like when just a quick You did one. actually you got this message just and you started one. laughing. Yeah, you? you know when someone sends you a message, have you ever seen like the video or the meme where it's like 
your reply is like loads of laughing faces and then you put in capital letters like L-M-F-A-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-